0: you ready i'm ready okay hello guys welcome back to my podcast this is the 14th episode of my podcast and today i have a special guest with me my grandma grandma would you like to say hello
1: yes hi baby girl um hello and thank you for asking me to join you today
0: you're welcome So today's topic of this episode is dealing with anxiety while you're in a relationship. So let's get started. Grandma, would you like to talk about dealing with anxiety while you're all in a relationship?
1: Yeah, honey. Thank you for asking me to start because when you told me the subject that you wanted to talk about, I thought, what an excellent subject because... We have anxiety in our lives from everything, but within a relationship, because there's more than one person, it's multiplied. Between two people like a couple, then you've got twice as much anxiety. But when you asked me, I didn't really know, you know what I wanted to say until this morning, when a story came to me um, about uh, how I created my own anxiety within my relationship. Can I share that story with you, honey? Yes, you can. Okay. Well, it occurred to me this morning that I I was married. you, You know who I was married to, but for the sake of our audience, I'll tell you my second husband and I were married, your grandpa fortune. We were married for a very, very long time. And one of my goals, and he was my second husband, the first one didn't didn't last. It only lasted six years. But, you know, the second marriage was going to last forever in my mind. And so I always expected that we would have a big celebration for our 25th wedding anniversary. And, um, you know, that was just one of the expectations within our marriage. But I was always expecting this big, huge 25th wedding celebration well we got divorced after 23 years of marriage but then we got back together again so all in all i spent way more than 25 years with the man but i never got the celebration and that caused me to think a lot about celebrations and expectations and the anxiety that that puts on us because if you're expecting something you're, you're waiting for something that's going to happen in the future and anxiety is created from expectations from waiting and wondering what's going to happen in the future So it occurred to me that not only for my 25th wedding anniversary did I create all that anxiety for all of those years for something that never happened. But it's okay because I had a beautiful relationship with a wonderful man. But we never had that party. So I think it all boils down to expectations. We expect so much. So if we could. That would help. Alleviate anxiety if we could rearrange our expectations and just live moment to moment. does that make sense, honey?
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I go through that.
1: Do you mhm well tell me tell me what your experience has been
0: Well, as many of my listen- listeners know, I have severe anxiety but i'm also overthinking so and i'm also a huge huge planner so i plan things ahead of time and some people might call this crazy but you can call it what it is and when <laughs> things don't go to my plans Yeah, I get disappointed and I get upset about it. And I get frustrated about it. And, yeah, it ruins my mood and then it ruins the rest of my day.
1: Because you're all disappointed and frustrated because things didn't turn out the way you expected, right? Yeah. And expecting all of that, created a lot of anxiety leading up to the disappointment right Mm -hmm. so how do we how do we got to retrain ourselves is that what we do retrain ourselves to to look at things differently to eliminate expectations to embrace the element of surprise and just let things happen what do you think
0: um i think we just gotta this is going to be difficult but as they say it's it's going to be a little bit difficult you got to think positive and be like uh oh, if it happens that's great that's wonderful but if it doesn't happen that's a little bit disappointing and upsetting but that's okay. We'll make it up for another day.
1: I think that's a good approach. I think that's an excellent approach. Um, and the perfect solution to dealing with uh, anxiety with expectations. Um, another uh, thing that I did think about in relationships that I think is very important, and I want to know um, what your experience has been with this too, is that when you are a person that hangs, has anxiety, of course, everybody within your inner circle should be aware and be accommodating for your anxiety and help you through it when it happens. But tell me how important it is and what kind of things your partner does to help you with your anxiety. Is, is your partner aware of your anxiety and, and how does he help you through it? And are you able to tell him when you have anxiety and ask him for help? Those are things I wanted to ask you about, baby girl.
0: Um, Pablo's 100% aware of my anxiety, and whenever I'm upset or I have, feel like I'm going to have a panic attack, he helps me through it, and he, of course, gets worried about me, because, you know, I've been upset all day, and I've been crying, and then he does little gestures that he knows will make me happy, like getting me Starbucks and Chick-fil-A or going to his house and watching movies. You know, little stuff like that that he knows will make me happy and turn my day around.
1: That is awesome. And I already knew most of that but you don't know how that makes my heart sing to hear those things and I really hope that everybody has a partner you know especially a love romantic partner in their life but people who can do those kind of things for you and and honor your feelings because when you do have anxiety you need to be helped Mm -hmm. through it you know not ridiculed for it so If To be in a relationship with somebody that does not understand or accommodate your anxiety uh, would be impossible. That's just going to, you know, that would increase your anxiety. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Yeah. I, in high school, as many of my listeners know, I was in a fun relationship with this girl who didn't accommodate my anxiety and didn't give a crap about my anxiety and anytime I was upset about something she did to me or something she said to me that hurt my feelings I would of course go to horror bounty as best friends do and She just didn't give a crap. She would be like. Janessa you're just getting butthorned. Come on. And then that would of course. Make me even more upset. Because I knew that she wasn't validating my feelings. And wasn't truly. Validating why I was upset. So each time that she did that. It got worse and worse and worse. Until. When someone tried committing suicide because of it because I truly felt that she wasn't validating my feelings and understanding that I wasn't just getting buthoed I was truly upset and there was a reason why I was upset and that I was that and that it was okay to be upset.
1: And you had to end that relationship, didn't you, baby girl?
0: Yeah, and I ended it after she, well, first of all, when I told her, well, my twin sister, Malina, told her that I tried committing suicide because of the way she treated me. And she didn't care, as usual. She said she was just trying to get your mom's attention. And so I was kind of surprised she said that, but again, I wasn't really surprised because that's just the kind of person she was. And then me and my other friend got in a fight one day. I'm not going to say her name just in case she doesn't want her name on this podcast, but I did do a podcast episode with her, so... She, something happened between her and someone else one day at school that I'm not going to tell her her story out on my podcast because that's the respectful thing to do. And I said something to her kind of like uplifting. And Tatiana chimes in and said, Janessa, this is not a time and place for you to get butthorned.
1: Now, since you ended that relationship and it's it's been a while and I'm so glad you did, has it lessened the anxiety in your life since you removed that uh person from your life?
0: A little, but not yeah. fully. Like
1: right, but you don't have that anxiety that she imposed on your life. No. So, what I'm trying to say is sometimes we have to end the relationships, baby girl, if people in our lives don't understand And don't support us, whatever we're going through, whether it's anxiety or any other kind of um, dis-ease, because anxiety is a dis-ease, you know. It's something that we have to deal with, and I deal with anxiety, too. And, you know, I'm going to tell you about a friend. I've had this friend for almost 30 years, 29 years, something like that. Anyway, I hadn't seen this friend for a very, very long time. And I was walking down the street the other day and this friend stopped and surprised me and said, hello, you want to ride? And so I got in the truck and I, I had anxiety just because, you know, I was surprised and, you know, and I had to climb in the truck and I was out of breath and I said, oh, I'm having anxiety. And you know what my friend did? He said, take a breath in, hold it, one, two, and he counted, breathe out, one, two, and he counted, and then he said, breathe in, and he just sat there and helped me breathe until I could release the anxiety. Now, that's a really, really good friend, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one way of dealing with anxiety is finding, you know, you got to find a partner and friends and Stick with the family that understands your anxiety. And if you have people in your life like you did with this friend from the past that aren't supporting your anxiety, you got to say bye-bye. I love you. I don't want to talk to you anymore. So have a good life. Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) It's not always easy, but sometimes we got to say sayonara. You ain't good for me.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not easy, but it's something that we have to do. And, you know, I feel like every person goes through that at least once.
1: Oh, yeah, you're going to go through that for sure. Um, because, you know, everybody's different. And, you know, you've got to pick the people that are that give you the good feels that that don't. Um, cause bad feels and that help you get out of your bad feels when you do have them, you know, so um, you pray for them because if they're not supporting you, they're having trouble in their own lives. But um, I don't, I don't think that we need to struggle with anxiety alone. You know, I think that everybody has kept their anxiety to themselves for, Ever. You know, it's not something I'm almost 65 years old and anxiety is not something anybody ever talked about. When I was a young girl, I had anxiety so bad and it manifests in stomach aches. So same. Gra- grandma had bad, bad stomach aches. And you know what they would do back when I was a little girl? They take you to the doctor. The doctor doesn't know why you have stomach aches. So they put you in. I was in the hospital one time for five days straight and they Poked me and prodded me and stuck stuff up my butt and down my throat and all kinds of stuff, baby girl, looking for the reason for my stomach aches. Nobody ever mentioned anxiety. Now that grandma's an old woman, I know for sure what ha- was happening to me, them, and they weren't ever going to see it on their test because I guarantee you none of their tests flash the word anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. This girl needs to go to the beach. You know, <laughs> they don't tell you that. <laughs> So <clears throat> we need to talk about having anxiety. We need to be able to tell people I got anxiety, man. This shit is freaking me out. And we need people to be able to say, okay, let me help you find your center.
0: Yeah, because I feel like let me help
1: you find many
0: center. like anxiety is just like an unknown story. If you try to tell people about anxiety, they often of times say what well, Tatiana's said to me, they say, oh, you're just being dramatic. Oh, you're just being but button- Oh, it's not that big of a deal.
1: Like, <laughs> you know why they say that, honey? They're saying that because they can't deal with their own anxiety. And they're uncomfortable with you being uh, honest with your feelings. You see, <clears throat> we've been taught to keep all of our feelings inside of us. You know, and so when somebody like me or you comes along and we're very honest about how we feel and we're going to tend to our feelings, people get uncomfortable because they don't know how to cope with theirs. So they want you to shut up about yours. Mm -hmm. That's been my experience anyway. Have you experienced that too? What do you mean? Where people really don't want you to tell them how you really feel.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, people don't. three they don't people come- that <laughs> tell me that. One of them that I'm no longer friends with that we just literally talked about.
1: <laughs> right. People don't, you know, it, even in our everyday lives, we're all guilty of it, you know. We don't go up to people and say, hey, tell me how you really, how are you feeling? How does this make you feel? In recent years, people have started doing that more and more. But I can tell you what, we never did that when I was a kid. Nobody cared how I felt. You know, just shut up and go do what you're supposed to. (laughs) That was the message when I was a kid. Nobody cared how I felt.
0: And I also feel like... Also, another factor of dealing with anxiety while you're in a relationship is... Is also the factor of being an overthinker. If you have severe anxiety, and then on top of that, you're also an overthinker, you tend to have these dark thoughts and questions in your mind like does he does he still love me am I good enough for him oh he just thinks I'm ugly oh one day he won't get bored of dealing with all my anxiety and all of my problems and just leave me And the list just goes on and on and on. And then those things truly eat you up inside because, you know, you deal with anxiety.
1: Exactly. And you don't want to think those things. And, you know, we know that thoughts are very powerful. And worrying doesn't get us what we want. It gets us what we don't want. So... What do you do to try and control um, those thoughts and deal with uh, those kind of that kind of anxiety, fear based anxiety? What do you do?
0: I um, I tend to talk to someone about it. Oh, mm-hmm. I oh, I write if I can't talk to someone about it at that moment. I write it down. Or I just think about it, or I have a central oil diffuser in my room, so I put my essential oil diffuser on, and I just sit and relax in my room for a little bit, or I watch YouTube or TV or whatever makes me happy.
1: That's excellent, baby girl, because... Those are all ways to be able to either get those thoughts out of our head by writing them down or telling them to somebody else, or to be able to change our thoughts using the medicinal perp- um, medicine of essential oils or distracting yourself by making yourself happy because there's nothing to have anxiety about in the first place. So it's kind of, you're, you're doing things to reprogram yourself and, And that is like, do you know that there are people as old as me that aren't as smart as what you just said? Do you know that? That is just brilliant, baby girl. Brilliant. Thank you for your wisdom. You're
0: welcome. And I also feel like when you have anxiety and you're in a relationship, often of times you will feel like a burden to that person Because that person will have to constantly help you through your anxiety and help you through your panic attacks and help you when you're upset and you feel like a burden to them because they constantly have to do that.
1: Excellent point. That's an excellent point. And how, how do you cope with that situation?
0: you stay positive and you tell yourself that you're not a burden and that they're doing it because they truly love you. If they didn't truly love you, they wouldn't want to help you through all of it.
1: There you go. Boy, that that's excellent. That, that sounds perfect. It's exactly what I would say. That That's exactly what I would say. What it all boils down to is that, um, you have to have a, a loving and supportive partner who, who really sees who you really are and uh, supports all of that. The good stuff, the the ugly stuff, right? The stuff that's uncomfortable. You have to have a, a partner that's willing to, to work with you in all of that. Isn't that what you're saying yeah, to me? Yeah, because
0: many of people... Which I bet you know this. But my listeners don't know that my boyfriend and I have been together for seven years now. And when I tell people that, they're really surprised. Because we started dating at a really young age. We started dating in middle school. And they're like, wow, dang, seven years? That's a long time. I can't even keep a boyfriend for a week. And in my opinion, that's because <laughs> they run away when things get tough. Like, most people, they just want a relationship for the good couple stuff, like po- taking cute pictures together and then posting them on social media so you can share your relationship to the wound and then... If you have TikTok, taking cute TikToks together and then posting them, and then telling your family and your friends how good of a boyfriend he is, and posting about him on your Snapchat story and Instagram story, and posting anytime he gets you a gift or surprises you with the cute gift out of the blue, but no one truly shows the bad donk hard parts of a relationship
1: very excellent excellent point now don't you think it's about time people started sharing all of it like you're doing right now and i applaud you i honor you i just love you so much baby girl for your courage in speaking out and and telling people how it is and oh I do know about you and Pablo and you all got the purest most honest truest love that I've ever seen you know I what y'all do I mean my parents I, I my parents loved each other Tara I know you didn't know them but they truly truly loved each other like you and Pablo do and it's It's beautiful, and I applaud it, and I celebrate it.
0: Yeah, but it's not always easy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not easy,
1: is it? So I think that... More people Mm -hmm. need to talk about that part, like you're talking about the anxiety in a relationship. And so thank you for asking me to join you in this conversation, because as you know, your listeners might not, but I am also a speaker and a writer, and I have a podcast and YouTube channels, and um, this is an excellent subject that I'm sure will be coming up in some of my content, too. Because uh, there's definitely a lot of reason for anxiety these days. And, um, you know, people need help in trying to figure out uh, what they're doing, and especially within relationships. And it's not just romantic relationships between two people who love each other, it's between all the people who love each other. We got to figure out how to live with our anxiety and everybody else's anxiety. And we need to be able to like you said look at the darkness look at the bad parts look at the parts of a relationship that are so freaking hard that make you want to say i quit yeah i don't want to do this anymore
0: (laughs) now nowadays it's all about how cute of a couple you are on social media and people are commenting oh look so cute together oh my gosh you guys are so cute oh my gosh can you guys get married already like that's how many comments i get (laughs) and (laughs) and and i'm like and i'm like yeah but they don't yeah it's cute and all to take a cute pixel together and post it on Instagram and get all those cute comments and make you feel happy for a day. But I also want people to understand that you're gonna. There's not just that those good happy times in a relationship. There's also those good, those not good, those bad dark times in a relationship when you argue, you f- have fights you get mad at each other, you, you know, all that stuff.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And people need to be aware and, um, you know, extreme honesty like that, your honesty and sharing all of this information on your uh, podcast is going to help people. And I think that's just wonderful because I know I see the comment and and you and Pablo are the cutest couple I've ever seen. And you can see the love just pouring right out of those pictures. But (laughs) within every relationship, there is work behind the scenes that is done. It's not easy. It's very, very difficult. And um, you and Pablo work through everything so beautifully obviously or it wouldn't have been seven years already so I applaud you for that too baby girl and for and for letting people know that it's not all peaches and cream you know it's not just about yeah, roses it's not right?
0: all about the oh look at how cute, cute he is he got me a sweet gift Exactly. And then, like most of the time, yeah, exactly. some people do post the don't bad stuff on social media, but they only post that to get you know people to reach out for them,
1: right? Uh, if I think if they're going to post the struggles that they're having, they should do it either asking for help or. They need to post it along with whatever solution yeah. they did come up with. Um, because I you can't post it out there to to make the other person look bad. And you can't put it out there yeah. just seeking attention. If you want actual help, yeah, they post different from like attention seeking.
0: Sophie of them crying. And they're like, obviously trying to get you to swipe up and talk to them. But the caption is, I'm upset. Don't swipe up. I don't want to talk right now. <laughs> like, obviously, when you Sorry, say that, that's going to but... make us want to swipe up and talk to you.
1: <laughs> that's why they do it. That That is just, that's somebody saying that they just really, really need attention so bad. And I... I wish they would find themselves. You know what I'm saying? Because that attention that they're seeking and whatever that is they're craving isn't going to come from another person. But I've never seen one of those, but it made me laugh, obviously. <laughs> so
0: they post like a <laughs> screenshot of the text between them and their boyfriend just to get all of their friends and all of their family on their side, not their boyfriend's side. <laughs>
1: Okay. Now that reminds me of another uh, thing that you need to avoid. If you want to alleviate anxiety in a relationship, you need to avoid community approval, Mm -hmm. family approval, friends approval. It's not a community Mm -hmm. project. It's a relationship. So you can have people that you can talk to that you really trust about your relationship, but when people tell you what to do, you tell them to mind your own business. Yeah, I had to do business. that
0: <laughs> many of times. I'm not saying names because that's disrespectful. But, yeah, I had to do that many of times where people would put their two cents into my relationship and think it's okay to do that. And then I would, of course, get mad about it, and I would stand up for myself, and then they would think it's completely wrong that I'm doing that, and they're the one that put their two cents in, my relationship.
1: When you stand, I've stood up for myself before in certain situations, and um, I get called uh, dramatic and all kinds of things. So, you know, It's okay. It's just because they don't understand, you you know, you just got to stand firm, stand firm in who you are, because when you do that, you will have less anxiety when you're really who you are. And you honor yourself, you honor your physical feelings, you honor your emotional feelings, you honor your thoughts, you honor who you are and the people around you honor that, too. Then that is a happy
0: And I feel like the people that put their two cents in about your relationship and put their opinion in about your relationship, once you stand up to them and you're like, and tell them what they're doing is not okay because they truly don't know your relationship, that of course gets them mad and then they start spreading rumors about your relationship that isn't true
1: exactly exactly and you know sometimes here we go back to what we said before sometimes when people become toxic then you remove them you know and uh, that's that's uh, not a comfortable purpose or comfortable place to be in it to have to remove people from your life you know that's that's not comfortable but you're right you know if they don't support you then Yeah. Stop talking to them. (laughs) You don't need that kind of anxiety. The
0: only two people (laughs) that truly understand your relationship and know what's true and a lie about your relationship is the two people in it.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And if you hold that thought and always work within that, if you always keep that in mind, that will alleviate a whole lot of anxiety. That's that is probably the smartest one of the smartest things you said today, baby girl. Um, and you know, with all of the wisdom that you have shared with this old woman today, I've got to say it's no wonder you and Pablo have lasted for seven years because um, you have figured out a lot of secrets of a healthy relationship that people way older than you have never figured out yet. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? So thank you You're for welcome. your wisdom, honey.
0: I just feel like a lot of people don't understand what and what it feels like to deal with anxiety in a relationship. Because, yes, dealing with anxiety on a daily basis alone is hard. But then add a relationship on top of that, yeah, it's even harder.
1: (laughs) Exactly, because you're multiplying it um, times more people. And so I think that um, you have given your listeners, and I'm definitely going to share this on my um, pages as well. I think you have given them... A lot of things to think about, and a lot of ways to cope with um, with the anx- anxiety and how to deal with that in a relationship.
0: Yeah, I want them to know that there's not just the good, happy points in a relationship that people share on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and TikTok to get all those likes and to get all those happy comments of people calling you such a cute couple and all that, there's the don't bad points in the relationship behind the scenes that the people don't choose to share on social media.
1: Well, thank you for talking about it, because then that will help other people who are struggling in their relationships come forward and say, yeah, you know, I, we're in love and we're, everything works. But we got this one little thing over here with this. We got anxiety about this one little thing, you know. So that's what when you talk about these kind of things, it, it gives it makes other people strong enough to say, yeah. I'm not happy with that in my relationship and maybe I can do what Janessa said and help and try and figure this out. Yeah, if there's something going wrong in your relationship,
0: I definitely feel like you should be honest in your relationship because mm -hmm. I've seen many of times where girls will suppress their Emotions and what they feel. In a relationship. Not tell their boyfriend. How they feel. Because they know their boyfriend is going to get mad. And it's going to cause a big problem. And I'm like. That's not okay. (laughs) I'm like. I tell everyone. I'm peaceful as hell. If I have a problem. With what Pablo did. Or with what Pablo said. I will tell him. Straight up and he knows that he will attest to that He'll be like, yeah Janessa's is truthful if she's <laughs> <laughs> if she's upset with me yes i might go silent for a couple of minutes because that's what i do when i'm upset i go silent for a couple of minutes and then he he he's like okay she's upset what's wrong and then i tell him but i don't but i don't be like most schools i'm like i'm fine i'm fine
1: well you know those girls it sounds to me the ones that say i'm fine and keep it to themselves um they're creating a whole lot yeah of you gotta be truthful
0: because how are they supposed to know that it's really holding you and that it's really bothering you if you aren't truthful and if you don't tell them they're not men are not men are not fucking exactly. mind readers they can't read your mind's
1: <laughs> they cannot read your minds right I think in the future we are going to be able to read each other's minds
0: girls wish right now we that, they that. Will so mind we got to they use
1: our words.
0: <laughs> they ask us all the time where do you want to go to eat and we say I don't know you should know and they're like I'm no mind reader but they're not
1: yeah more you know more girls need mm-hmm. to speak up and say what they want and I am very proud of you for doing that um, for saying what you want and not sitting back and saying, oh, it's fine, whatever you want, I'll go along, I'll do what you want, you know, because that's not a good thing. But a lot of girls have been taught that that's where we're supposed to be. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to sit down, be quiet, be nice little be your girl. Be a plastic right? <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, honey. Me and you never did fit into that, <laughs> did we?
0: <laughs> no. I. I no. I'm. I'm too of a. I know what I want, and I and I'll find a way to get it. Type of go.
1: Yes, you are, an aunt uh, it's just one of the things I love about you, baby girl. You know what you <laughs> want, and you know how to get it.
0: And I. I feel, and I also feel like. Since the girls also do that, they're not truly happy in the relationship most of the time because they're suppressing their feelings and not telling their boyfriend what really bothers them. So since they're not doing that, that little problem in their relationship isn't getting fixed.
1: Exactly, exactly, so girls need to be empowered to speak up mm-hmm. right? Would't that help alleviate their um anxiety if they could speak up and say exactly what they want, whether they get it or not? Of course, people have to compromise, yeah, there's a you know huge they have to talk it out and work it out with their partner,
0: but. You can
1: right but not being able to say what you want you're never going to be able to compromise if you're not even voicing your your yeah. feelings your desires you'll be no compromise at all Right <laughs> you're just not going to get what you want and then you're just going to have anxiety all the time because you don't know what's next because whatever's mm-hmm. next it's not what you picked cuz you're letting somebody else And then all you'll the be decisions. upset about
0: that because you didn't want that you wanted something else then you're like i should have spoke up uh it's fine Mm -hmm.
1: well sometimes they don't realize that they should have spoke up sometimes they think it's the man's fault he should have known what i want he should have done what i wanted like you said he should have read my mind or you know some i'm whether it's a man or a woman Mm -hmm. um, in a relationship, you know what I'm saying? They should have read my mind. They should have known what I wanted. So um, yes, you have to be able to speak up. And um, I think that that has been very difficult for a lot of people, men, women across the board. And people like you that are getting on podcasts and YouTube channels and talking, you're helping other people, be able to speak to so um and that so you're just by doing what you're doing you're helping relieve anxiety that's pretty cool i just thought of that i just realized that honey that's pretty cool yeah um isn't it
0: i feel like often it's of times we don't say what we're feeling Because, yeah, we don't want the other person to get upset about it, and we don't want the conflict, and we don't want the confrontation, and we don't want it to be this big problem that we have to fix and sit down and talk about it.
1: But if we keep it to ourselves, we um, end up having a conflict within our own selves, you know what I mean? So. You're right. Um, we need to empower ourselves. And because I'm a girl, I say this to, to women because I know women have to been told to sit down and stand shut up. up and so, uh, but I'm sure that there are men there. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, men have yeah. been taught don't show your feelings, you know, it, that, that, that you didn't like what they said too bad. Man up, right? So, this is for men and women. It's okay if you feel like shit. Mm -hmm. It's not okay if you Mm -hmm. keep it to yourself. Right? Yeah. We need to talk about those days when we feel bad and that things aren't going right and that we just don't know what to do and our anxiety is about to give us a panic attack and making us feel like we're going to die. We need to be able to verbalize all those things and you're helping people do that with this podcast. So. I hope that your listeners know that they can always uh there's always somebody there to listen to them.
0: Yep. Is there anything else you want to add?
1: Um no, I think that you have done an excellent job with this conversation and I'm very excited for this to be published because I want to share it on my platforms if your listeners want to see anything that i'm doing um i'm on uh, youtube epic grandma tv all one word um they can find me there i'm on patreon cindy lee kelly all of my works there and i'm on wherever you find podcasts at musings and meditations so um I'm going to share this podcast in all those places because I I think that you have provided wonderful information. You're welcome. And I thank you for having me today. And
0: I hope this helps any of my listeners who are currently dealing with any anxiety in your relationship. And thank you so much for listening.